Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Roots of Life podcast. This is episode 14. I am one of your hosts, Taylor, joined by the always fantastic and amazing James. Hey, everybody. How's it going? So I'm really excited about this episode. It focuses on something that I've been really thinking about for a long time. Today, we're going to talk about traveling, which... I have a lot of friends right now traveling in Southeast Asia, and I've been trying to plan a couple trips myself. And happiness, uh, practices to get happy and stay happy. Uh, Taylor, you were telling me that you are going to be going to a Vipassana retreat, if I'm saying that right. Um, Can you tell the listeners what that is and what made you want to do it? Well, like many, many of the endeavors in my life, have been influenced by one of my good friends, John Sketchley. As some of the listeners may know, and you know very well, Jimmy, I've been friends with John for a long time, and he's always been exploring new things and just teaching me things and taking me on the journey with him. And so I'm so grateful for him for that. I can only speak so much about Vipassana because I am not super versed in it it is a form of meditation that comes from old buddhist teachings and but i know what i'm gonna do to practice it is i'm basically going to prepare myself for a couple days before i go i will be going in may for 11 days 10 days of silence so i won't have anything to write with i won't have anything to read I won't have any form of technology, no form of outside stimulation. So that's something I'm really excited for. I've actually, I've actually heard about this when I was in university. I had a couple friends uh, say they were going to go do it and actually invited me to do it as well. And I thought about going, but I never ended up doing it. I think it's really cool though, but I don't know if I could last 10 days without like writing reading or any of that you hardly talk when you do it either it's very it's very minimal yeah writing reading talking i'm not sure if you stay completely Um, silent i know there are certain yeah silent retreats that you do stay completely Mm -hmm. silent i'm not sure about this one i think there might be minimal communication with the the camp directors or the retreat the people who run the facility so You just kind of wanted to try this out or do you have like a goal on what you want to achieve by doing it? Well, I I did. So I did do some reading on it a little while back and what had been studied was, you know, there was people who had sat and uh, in silence and meditated for a long period of time. And what they started to do is they realized that in modern day and in most societies in this age, People can't go away for, say, a month or two months or three months Mm -hmm. and take that time away from their lives. Like, it's just not practical anymore. And so what they did is they started studying how much they could scale it back and still reap the benefits from it. Okay. So the idea is that, you know, they tried two weeks. They were at 14 days. If we do this for 14 days, can you still accomplish what you need to accomplish in 14 days? They figured out, yes. Yes, you can. Okay, so they scaled it back to 10 days. Can you still accomplish what you need to accomplish? Yes. 
okay, so they scaled it back to a week, and then they figured out, I think they said a week is still even, like, you're going to get, say, 70% of the benefits, as opposed to 10 days where you can still really get down to the meat and bones of it all, and then five days is, like, just not enough time, you're not getting there, and it's just not going to cut it, so they they adjusted their teachings to that of modern society i like that and how they could still teach it to people and still help people benefit from their practice yeah that's really cool so yeah and so i did uh john had went and john taught me about it and told me about it and this was at a point when i had started doing yoga regularly and i was meditating on my own and it was something i had heard about before I can't remember where, maybe on a podcast somewhere. And I was super intrigued by it, but did not pursue it. And then once somebody I knew had gone through it and experienced it, and I could notice the difference in John. And I I would Mm -hmm. just like from talking to him and seeing him in the same room and seeing the difference in his character and the energy that surrounded him, I, I wanted that. And I've also, I'm also very aware that I have a lot of, say, underlying you know emotional trauma and issues and stuff like that yeah. from my childhood and i think this is a great way to uh challenge it and face those things and see if i can maybe start working on digging those up and start moving forward in my life i like that you get to go and like challenge yourself to to actually feel the emotions and and work with your work with everything that you got going on inside and not just distract yourself with uh different media and stuff like that yeah it's very common in these days that people don't want to face their fears or face those traumas in their life yeah it's a lot easier to uh, avoid them yeah or you know if you're depressed then rather than doing something happy which we're that will help you be happy that we're going to talk about later on it's a lot easier for a doctor to give you a pill because nobody wants to work for the things in life, no. right? It's a common thing now where people just want the easy way out. Yeah. Hand me that pill and I'll take it and it'll make me happy. Yeah. You know, somebody, I had told somebody else recently about the retreat and they were like, and I kind of just said, you know, I think I have some other demons that I need to face in my life. And they said to me, do you, have you ever thought about going to a therapist? I was like, yeah, I'm going in May. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm the best therapist that I know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's I am like, the therapist. You know what? Why? You know what you need to do to like get these things out. Sometimes you don't, and you need to go see somebody to talk about it. But you're already on that path where you you're finding things that work for you. You're working towards bettering yourself. So at this point, I'd say you're probably the best therapist for yourself. You know what you need. You know what how you want it accomplished, and you know where you want to end up. Yeah, so I'm going to take that journey. I'm going to challenge myself. And I do know people that go stir crazy. Yeah. They end up in there for, you know, it, it takes a couple days, they say, to settle down. And because you want to talk, you want to do things, you want that stimulation, yeah. your brain starts craving for it. And then it takes a certain number of days where your body is like, okay, I can calm down, I can relax. And then that's when you really start getting into like the deep, Mm-hmm. the deep search within you and start discovering things that you didn't understand and you just start learning a lot about yourself i think that's ultimately what it is for me it's 
going to be just some self-exploration yeah. and see what I can learn about myself. Now, I don't know if you're going to be able to answer this question, but do you know if you get to do any kind of like activities or do they just tell you like no talking, nothing and sit there, like sit, be quiet, meditate kind of thing? Or is there like you can paint and other things or is that that's like too much stimulation? Yeah, there's virtually nothing virtually nothing there's no painting you don't get a pen or pencil you you don't get to write you know it, there's nothing of the sort i you meditate for i want to say it's like five hours a day or six hours a day i read all this information i signed up for it months and months and months ago and i canceled i was supposed to go in january originally didn't go because we were in the heart of getting the podcast started and i was working through the artist way program and didn't want to interrupt that no i did not finish the program unfortunately which was why i didn't go so that made me realize that you know i was making excuses for myself but now i'm uh, actively taking the steps to make sure that i'm prepared to go in may my point it being that i'm not i can't remember exactly but i think it's five to six hours of meditation a day you eat a vegetarian based diet and i think you get to go walk for a little bit you get to go outside and walk around in nature for a little bit well, that's good that's at least you get something yeah yeah there's something right so i mean i'm not sure exactly what it all entails but there's a hall and you're, you're encouraged to go there's certain like group meditations where you all go meditate in the hall together and then you're supposed to go back and meditate in your room some more and then you go eat at certain times of the day and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really excited about it. I am going to Merit for those of you that don't know. Merit is just outside of Jimmy's little city, Kamloops. Yeah, it's about 45 minute drive. Is it really that far? Yeah, it's actually pretty decently far, but it's it's not like you can make it in a fat a little faster if you're going real quick on the highway, but that's if you go the speed limit, it's about forty five minutes. That's fair. We all drive yeah. safe on the roads. Of course. Absolutely. Don't speed unless you have a fast car. <laughs> so yeah. Um you were talking about John telling you about this. And right now, where is John? It's a great question. <laughs> i would have to look at my facebook messages he is in central america i can't remember he's been traveling a lot totally he, last time i talked to him he was gonna be going to a different country the following day oh right and, yeah you, you know we were talking about that and he always tells me these crazy stories about what he's doing so yeah. that day he was saying how we hiked a mountain today and then the following day was we're going into the city and we're going to like go do that. And then the following day was we hiked a volcano tomorrow. We're going to <laughs> another country. I thought it was great. I was, that sounds so exciting. I wish I could do that, but I am going on my own journey to merit in May. So that's exciting to merit, to gain your merits. I don't think anybody has ever gone to merit to gain their merits. I think you're right. <laughs> it's one of those small towns that nobody ever stops in. Well, maybe it's a good spot to stop in if you're tr if you're traveling throughout the interior of BC. Oh, definitely. I love I love stopping there, like grabbing some food or whatever on my way past. 
Yeah. But I don't ever do anything there. No, and I'm the same way. I've been to Merritt many yeah. times, and it's usually yeah. stopping for gas or at the gas station. Mm-hmm. Grabbing a little energy drink or something, whatever it is. Something of that nature, yeah. 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 So talking about uh, wanting to travel and John traveling, do you think traveling is a necessary part of life? Like exploring the world around us um, and seeing things that are different, anything like that? Yeah, absolutely. I think growing up, the world only gets bigger as you grow. You know, you're when you're five years old and you're three, four feet high, you have no concept of how big the world actually is. And then Mm -hmm. when you get to the age where you become more conscious and you start to explore those ideas, but you never leave your hometown, like your bubble's so small, you know, there's so much out there and there's different cultures and there's history and there's people live different ways. And if you never explore that, then I think it creates narrow minded thoughts. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think it's like you got to grow, you know, and I don't think you can do that if you haven't seen anything. I think if you stay in one spot, you're you're going to be inundated with the same kind of thinking all the time. You're not going to be able to see uh, different mindsets, different points of view from from like a vastly different part of the world or something like that. Where like maybe you do meet different people from other parts of the world that live around your hometown, but they're probably not going to have completely different viewpoint than you um to the point where you're kind of wondering how they're even managing to live through life for example like when i went to mexico when i was in high school um i took we were on a band trip with a cruise ship down to mexico and we went there and it was i was just surprised to see how how everybody kind of lived there where they're all kind of working on the side of the streets obviously it was a touristy kind of area um they're working on the side of the street selling things calling um calling to you following you doing whatever just to try and get your business where if i was here and that happened people would right away be calling like the police or or anything like that because they're like this dude's following me he's harassing me arrest him Where like that's just the way they live there it's not it's not an, an aggressive act. It's that's just part of their culture. And that expands your awareness, right? That creates yeah. that diversity and that different way of thinking that we always talked about that shift. So it's important to open your mind and open the possibilities around mm-hmm. you. So, yeah, you know, cause what seems weird here is not weird there. You know, I always compare it to, uh, Seattle. Seattle is so close to us. It's a, it's maybe an hour drive, depending on which bo- part of the border you go to. And it's so different there. And it's only two hours away. I mean, it's, I guess, maybe not too different, but it feels different. I, I know it's not here. I know it's not BC. I know it's not Vancouver. I know it's not home. Yeah, it doesn't feel it. I think it's just the fact that it's not Canada. It doesn't feel as like, in, when I was there, it didn't feel as friendly. They didn't feel as like as safe. But that might have just been because it was my first time in Seattle, and I was kind of 
figuring everything out. It was new to me and everything was kind of scary because you don't know where you are, or what you're doing. It's just all kind of random and crazy. Yeah, I went to Seattle about six months ago and it was my first time mm-hmm. there. Got into Seattle, driving for about a half hour and somebody that I was in the car with says, yeah, somebody shot up that mall the other day, like went in there and slayed people. <laughs> like, I don't know how many people died. And I was, wow. wow, I was so amazed because it's just right there. And that's not something that happens yeah. here. Yeah, not as much, at least. No, we had I mean, somebody run into the Save-On close to my work the other day with pepper spray. Yeah, I know there was like a bank robbed here recently. But you don't really hear of like mass shootings or anything like that around here. No. I mean, more so there's been a couple in like the eastern side of Canada, like Ontario and things like that. But even then, it's it's a lot more rare than being able to just be like, oh, it was that mall two days ago. So you said you wanted to travel, Jimmy. You said you had some plans for yeah. the future. Tell us about them. Let me hear it. Where, where, where so, do you want to travel to? Um, I have a few friends recently, actually a lot of friends recently that have gone to like Southeast Asia, like India, Thailand, Vietnam. And honestly, I've, I've always kind of wanted to go there and just experience those, um, those cultures and those parts of the world, just see the, all the, the beautiful sights to see, experience the fun traveling life for a little while. But just recently with all these people that have gone, uh, you and I both ha- share a, a friend group that that went. Um, they all live in uh, Vancouver and or Vancouver Island right now. And they were in India for a few weeks. And they shared um, their whole trip through through their Instagram stories. And I think they made a YouTube video about it as well. Um, and it was really cool to just see all the cool things that they got to see. Um, and seeing all of my friends go and do these things really made me want to go and actually experience it instead of just dream about it. So I've actually been planning a trip, but not to Southeast Asia because I had somewhere else that I wanted to go before I went there. The other place I want to go is to Iceland. Um, I've seen a lot of really cool pictures of the the landscape there. It's heavily uh, heavily covered in volcanoes, basically. It's got parts of the year where there's no sun, parts of the year where there's sun for uh, like 48 hours, 72 hours straight. Doesn't go down. Why 72 hours though? Or like why why for one or two days but not the entire season? Well, it's because you know how like the days get shorter and longer as the season goes on. Right. So when you get to like the longest day of the year, you're going to have you're gonna the sun's not gonna go down in in certain areas um but after that longest day the days start to get shorter again so the sun will go down for like a little while maybe like five minutes or something and then just get longer and longer like five minutes one day then like seven minutes the next day i don't know how fast those things change um each day but it's really cool and one of the things I really want to do is they actually hold a festival. Um, well, there's probably lots of festivals, but there's a music festival that they have during the summer when the sun doesn't go down. Um, they call it the Secret Solstice Festival. 
and it's just like music for like a couple days straight because the sun doesn't go down and i really want to go and do that i think it'd be fun that'd make for a long couple days yeah it really would but that's that's where i want to go next uh there's just a lot of cool stuff there and they actually iceland actually publishes um and buys as consumers more books than anywhere else in the world so I thought that was really cool too they consume more books yeah they read apparently and and publish more books than any other country in the world wow yeah i thought it was pretty sweet um and a couple other places i want to go i want to drive across canada because i want to go see the east coast i've never been past bc um in canada there's not much to see yeah i've, I've been told the center of canada is not so great um but i also want to drive down the west coast uh probably down all the way to san diego um maybe even further but especially down to san diego back up just to experience everything on the west coast there uh i think it'd be really fun uh a friend of ours john and i have been planning that for a long time since we were in like high school and just haven't done it we both have like different schedules and each summer it never really lines up so you'll get there one day are there are there any places that you really want to go to that you've been planning no not really i mean there's lots of places i would like to go but mm -hmm. there's nothing that i'm actively preparing for okay fair enough yeah yeah i've got so many other things on my plate and uh yeah I i'm more i'm i'm in this time in my life where i'm really just trying to explore inward and, and yeah. i think there's something to be said for exploring yourself and exploring the world around you i totally appreciate and acknowledge and think that when people travel it's great and you can learn and benefit from it so much i think there's a time and place yeah. for it i think that there's some people who base their life around traveling, and I think that can be yeah. somewhat unhealthy in certain ways. It turns into, like, escapism. Yeah, exactly. And you're not – it's because you're, like, scared to start your life or you mm -hmm. you don't have that those roots or that foundation built underneath you, and so you're constantly running. And so I think that can be an issue for some people where – I think I should do more traveling, though. I haven't done a ton in my life. I've been to – Hawaii once I went to San Francisco for a week and I've traveled throughout most of Western Canada yeah and so that's about the extent of my travels I've gone through Western Canada a lot doing a lot of snowboarding and stuff of that nature so that's always fun uh, I would like to do more of that come probably next winter I had a season's pass this year so I stayed at home and did a lot of boarding that way which yeah people have definitely heard us talk about before oh for sure because, I mean, for me, that's one of my happiest places on, in the world is on the mountainside. It's just on a mountain, you know, whether I be, whether I have boots strapped to my feet or I've got a snowboard strapped to my feet, whatever it might be. You know, that's a place that I find uh, really peaceful and just, yeah. you know, a, a lot of serenity and I find that I can uh, really manifest that in my life when I go, when I make it a regular practice to go to those places. I like it. I do hope to one day go to Peru though. Peru. Peru. Peru is a very exciting one. Yeah. What draws you to Peru? Uh, the shamans and the Amazon and the culture. And it seems very 
the ayahuasca yeah yeah everything yeah i i'm super interested and that's part of my yeah and that i think that's almost a combination of what i just talked about in terms of the exploration inward and the exploration outward it would be a new place put myself in a vulnerable spot and give me the chance to explore uh, myself as well as explore other cultures for however many days it might be but i don't know when that'll happen i'm not i've looked into it many times and it's it just it's one of those things that feels a little bit out of my reach at the moment so yeah that's fair i hope that one day it's not or i hope that one day i stop telling myself it's out of my reach and i just start uh making the active steps towards doing it right now my goal is to get to may and get to merit for 10 days so that's something that i'm looking forward to yeah that'll be that sounds like it'll be really fun actually i don't know if fun's the word but it'll <laughs> it'll it's gonna be something that's for sure definitely so we were talking about how sometimes traveling can be not beneficial for you in a way it can be it could be almost bad and unhealthy one of those ways i would see as as possibly being quite unhealthy is what some people do for travel is sex tourism now i'm going to read that uh, the definition for that out the organization of vacation with the purpose of taking advantage of the lack of restrictions imposed on prostitution and other sexual activities by some foreign countries so what that's saying is that some people plan to go to certain countries that don't have as strict prostitution laws or in some cases laws against child pornography and things like that and it's actually a really lucrative industry where it's actually makes a lot of money because people will just go on vacation for the purpose of having sex or and that's a lot of studies say that's more of the the male side of the sex tourism where the female side is is what they would call more romance tourism where they go more for that romantic encounter uh, so a lot of women are found to be going to like tropical places like the caribbean and and hawaii and things like that where they want to meet where they want to meet somebody on the beach have that romantic week or two um, away and then come home and continue on with their life however that may be so do you have any thoughts on the those practices taylor well you can have sex at home i I just don't see why i i I don't obviously everybody's different but yeah do you not have any bigger ambitions as to like go on vacation for any other reason yeah that's what if if you you wanted to get a prostitute could you not do that in your hometown but taylor it's illegal here right well get an online dating profile that's what i say it's i just i don't understand i kind of get the i kind of get the like idea of the the romance tourism where you want to go somebody somewhere far away have that romantic encounter for a week come home and you're like cool that's done i'm going to continue on with my life kind of thing i kind of understand that where you want that it's my it's like that enchanting magical experience it's every Whereas, girl, it's like, every girl's fantasy. Yeah, every girl wants to be swept off their feet by a man. Not every girl, you know. But there, there's <laughs> that idea. There's the yeah, exactly. But there, there's the uh, 
the picture, the idea that the media portrays or that is like ingrained in us from, you know, Disney mm-hmm. movies when we were a kid are, yeah. are a good example, right? Where it's all about the men rescuing the princess and a lot of girls grow up wanting that experience. Yeah. You know, I, I totally get it. I would, you know, the thought of, cool, I'm going to travel to Europe and I'm going to meet some nice girl and spend a week with her and have this like romantic relationship and then i get to come home and i get to like keep doing like that sounds like a great experience you know yeah not necessarily doing it just for the sexual expectation i guess but you know yeah so i think taking advantage of certain countries for their pre-jurassic laws are, is cannot be beneficial for anyone you know yeah. most i don't think any of those sex workers are living in what we would consider above the poverty line yeah i mean there's there's some countries that like like amsterdam has um relaxed prostitution laws um i don't know much about the the obviously the way the prostitutes live there, but I know that uh, that country has really good health care and social care. So I'm sure with those relaxed laws comes some other laws with how those women are supposed to be treated and things like that. That comes into the argument of, you know, when you think about drugs, you know, they talk about the war on drugs and they say that if you just make it legal, then you're not putting... Uh, you're not making regular people interact with drug dealers or with criminals. You're yeah. you're regulating it a lot more. And I think maybe that's what Amsterdam was trying to do because it was known for its red light district and for yeah. a lot of the people who were in that industry. And it was legal if it – actually, I don't know if it was illegal. It, did it become legal recently? No, no. It's been legal for a long time, I think. I don't right. know how Okay, long, so but... hypothetically – if it was illegal now you're creating all this like underground this underground crime network of people just trying to live and people trying to work and you're just punishing them for it so if you make it legal then you're at least giving them the ability to be open about their practice and what they're doing you know creating a lot safer environments for everybody hopefully they they'd have better access to health care and things like that whereas if they're working underground like in underground prostitution ring kind of thing they're not going to necessarily have that access it won't be as easy for them to get grab the clothes hanger oh no <laughs> that was bad, so bad. i know i'm that sorry on that note we're gonna take a quick little break ladies and gentlemen we will be back with you in a few more minutes with our next segment of the day stay tuned thank you if you want to be happy set a goal that commands your thoughts liberates your energy and inspires your hopes ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening to the roots of life podcast we just want to take a quick moment to ask you if you have one or two minutes out of your day to take the quick survey posted in the description below it just takes a quick couple minutes it's short and concise just helps us gather some information we would greatly appreciate it you can also find us on patreon.com slash roots of life donate a dollar a month and you can get a bonus episode for your listening pleasure 
You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the social media handles, slash Roots of Life podcast. Except for Twitter, which is Roots of Life pod. They don't like the cast too long. That's okay. Forget it. But thank you for listening. Let's get back into the episode. Thanks, everybody. We're back now with a new segment that me and Jimmy came up with yesterday. It's very simple, very basic, but super exciting. We're excited for it. We think you're all going to like it. We're calling it What Tickles My Fancy. Jimmy, what tickles your fancy? Um, well, the fact that we have a new segment, I'm, I'm really excited about it. We did a lot of work yesterday. We sat down for about five hours uh, working on a few different episode uh, templates, getting them ready. But what really tickles my fancy is when you look outside or you're out doing whatever during the day and you look up at the mountain and the sun is just in the perfect spot shining off the mountainside all the trees or rocks or whatever it is that's up there just kind of has a beautiful glow to it i just love seeing that during the day taylor what tickles your fancy this week taylor's tickled fancy (laughs) is avocados I love avocados. I love avocados. I love them. They're so good. I, I eat way too many. I just bought four of them yesterday. I bought four this morning. Nice. I'm so excited. I can't wait so I can go eat an avocado. Yeah. When this is done, I'm going to go make a sandwich with avocado in it. How do you, how do you eat your avocado? I like to, uh, I like to take them out, put them in a bowl, mush them up. I don't add anything to them, and then I just, like, spread them on a sandwich. I just love it. Are you toasting the bread? I always toast the bread. You can't yeah, have a sandwich so without avocado toast. toast. Avocado kind toast. Of. But I, I put it, like, in an actual sandwich. I have a bit of mayo on the sandwich, or on the bread, toast. Uh, spread the avocado over it. Put on, like, some, some lunch meat kind of stuff and some cheese. And then I put it in the oven. Get that cheese melty. Oh, man. So good. I'm so excited for lunch. I know. I'm getting hungry just thinking about it. See, I I use avocado as a replacement for mayo. Oh. So you said you put it on the sandwich with mayo. Yeah. Right? A common thing for me is I I'll make like tuna yeah. with avocado. And if I'm feeling really promiscuous that day, I'll <laughs> toast a piece of bread, put Ooh. some coconut oil on it, and then put the avocado tuna on top i was actually gonna buy some tuna because you told me about this before i was gonna buy some yesterday and i totally forgot until i was leaving the store and i was like oh it's too late oh back. man it's my favorite meal it, i eat it way too often but i don't feel bad about it because it's pretty healthy yeah it's tuna it's just, and avocado yeah I mean, tuna mad protein probably not the best form of fish i could eat you might get a little bit too much mercury in there some heavy metals, yeah but I'm not eh. too concerned. I sweat a lot. I do a lot of yoga. So You'll be fine. I think yeah, that hot yoga, it, it gets those toxins out. Takes care of it. And then you got that avocado, man. It's got oh. everybody talks about bananas. They got potassium. But dude, too much sugar. Avocados have way more potassium than bananas. It's and a fat. they're healthier. They're healthier like um fat, cholesterol stuff. It's good for you. Whereas banana is a lot of sugar. I mean, it's healthy sugar, but 
still sugar. Sugar is sugar, and it's mm-hmm. you can't you shit you can't consume too much of it, right? People are like, oh, I'll eat all the fruit I want, and no, you can't. Well, you can do that, I guess. You're do, your own person. You can do you whatever do the you. heck you want. You do you, but no, you got you got to get some of that food in you that's gonna help you run the marathon as opposed to the mile. That's a beautiful quote right there. Yeah. Get that food in you that helps you run the marathon rather than the mile. That that's something I always apply I try to apply to life, right? Everybody's so concerned with right now. Yeah. And feeding though that gratification, that instant gratification that we're so accustomed to now. Whereas I'm always the reason I eat the way I eat, the reason I exercise, the reason I do these things is because it's proven that if I do it, I could live to be over 100 years old. That's a fact. Really? Yes, fact. 100%. I've actually, when I was little, I did the math on how long it would take for me to see 2100. And it's pretty easy now. It's 100 years plus 8. Um, so 108 I have to live to to see 2100. Then I'll have been in three different millennia or Centuries? Two different millennia, three different centuries. Right. That'd be so sweet. Yeah, I actually had that thought for the first time probably two days ago. So that's interesting that you say that because I've never had that thought before in my entire life. That's weird. Yeah, and I ran that thought. I was like, oh, that'd be super cool. Yeah, man, 2100 if we make it there. I, I'm just interested to see how the world would look. Yeah, if the world because would be. <laughs> I think in the 70s and 80s, people thought, 2000 was going to be astronomically different yeah we'd have like floating cars and yeah these like crazy tall buildings that have like parking lots and top and crazy stuff we don't have that no but we have maybe, the crazy tall buildings but maybe in 2100 we will maybe is that how you'll say it 2100 i would hope so i mean like how else would you do it well we don't say 2000 that's because it's just 2000 right but, I mean, like, you could say 2,100, but that's way harder than saying 2,100. You're right. Because you say, like, I, the 1700s. You don't say 1,700s. Oh, I see. I see what you're saying. Right? Right? Right. You have a point. Right? On that note, thank you, everybody, for listening to the Roots of Life podcast. We are moving on to the next topic of the day. Jimmy, tell the people what they want to hear. <laughs> well, you're going to be really happy about this because we're talking about happiness. And the practice of happiness. That's right. Wait, is you mean happiness isn't something that I just have or something that I just get? No, you actually have to try for it sometimes. You gotta practice. Sounds like a lot of work. It's actually not. It's actually not. I have a little trick for you. Really? Smile. That's all you need to do during the day. Remember to smile because there are studies that have proven. Um, actually, I think it was like in the 70s they did these studies, a few of them anyways, that uh, when you smile, even if it's a fake smile, or if you look at somebody else smiling, or if you look at a picture of yourself smiling, or you see somebody smiling in a mirror, I guess you, um, obviously, um, you're more likely to feel happy and up- uplifted. You're, you're, it kind of tricks your brain into making you happy. You become happier by pretending to be happy in a way. But you 
there's some certain things that come with a smile. It's not just that that cheek to cheek grin. You also have some other subtle things that that come into play, like the the way the cheeks rise and smiling is a lot in the eyes as well. So you have to remember those getting happier, like feeling happier in the eyes and the face, not just in the mouth. But yeah, it's it's really uh, an interesting phenomenon that smiling actually makes you happy. So all you have to do to try and be happy each day is practice smiling. Have you ever tried actually implementing the smiling practice into your life? Because we all smile. We all smile, right? That's a given. Yeah. But have you ever, have you ever tried smiling on the regular to affect your current mood i have and i still do um i learned about this a few years ago and i find a lot of times when i'm driving um if i haven't had the greatest day i'll just i'll just remember like smile try and smile uplift your like bring your mood up a little bit so i'll smile so that i can remember to just be happier and there's been a few times where I've, I've just smiled and gotten to the point where I just started laughing and I was laughing so hard. I had tears running out down my eyes. It was a really like it's only happened once and it was really odd, but it felt so good. And it all just happened because I started smiling and then I just felt happier and I started singing and everything that goes along with driving. You know, I've talked about that a lot before our, our habits of uh, singing while driving. Everybody likes singing while driving. Oh, it's so great. Driving, your car is not physically, but I feel like it's emotionally a safe spot. Definitely. Definitely. You know, because in reality, I think more automobiles happen than we can, than we really like to even think about. Yeah, more people die from car crashes than airplane crashes. I know that. That's that's a thing. So all you people that are afraid of flying, don't be. You're, you're, you'll be fine. Be afraid of crossing the road. Definitely. That's Actually, don't. Stuff. That's a that's a silly fear because that's really going to hinder the way you live your life. <laughs> just walk on crosswalks. Don't just run across the road. Yeah, or look You'll both okay. ways. Look Remember both ways. that lesson that your parents taught you about <laughs> looking both ways before crossing. Yeah. So that's that's a couple of the little things that I like. Definitely. Um, I, I practice smiling. Remembering to smile. Um, I like singing in the car. Those make That makes me happy. So I do that. When I'm not feeling very happy, I try and I work on being happy. Another um, little thing I like to do is go for hikes. And that as well has been proven to help with happiness. One of my favorite things to do, the power stance. The power stance? Yes. Oh. And and it's basically the idea that you put your hands on your hips, almost like if you think of like a big macho man puffing his chest out. Mm-hmm. And what it does is it's just the idea that your posture affects how you feel and how you think. Mm-hmm. And so it's, they've done studies that show that if you do the power stance for 30 to 60 seconds, it will automatically shift your mood in, for the better. Well, I mean, it, it changes the way you breathe, too. Yeah. Opens, yeah, your, cool. opens your respiratory system. Yeah, there's there's uh, studies that say that like crossing your arms um, will make you feel more guarded and um, a little more anxious because you 
You're closing just, yourself off. Yeah, you're closing yourself off. I just clo- I just crossed my arms for a few seconds there and completely forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> it was almost instantaneous. But yeah, then opening yourself up, not crossing your arms, even if you're if you're doing the power stance or anything else, you you're more open to to new experiences, to people, things like that. You're more likely to be approached. You're you're more approachable and likable. But I wanted to get back on hiking really quick. I was I paused for a moment while I was looking for this article that I had up. Um, but there's been a few recent studies that state that um, hiking reduces some negative aspects in life. So one of those things is rumination. That's when you get stuck um, focusing on negative thoughts. So you, you continue to tell yourself that you've done something wrong or you're not good enough, those, those sorts of things. You're focusing on the anxiety part of life. Like, what if this happens? What if that happens? I can't do that because I'm not good enough, etc. But going out and hiking, it helps to alleviate those. Another thing that it helps to alleviate, well, it doesn't help to alleviate, but it helps to boost creativity. It helps to uh, boost creative problem solving while hiking when you're disconnected from technology. So Taylor likes to always tell me when I go hiking not to bring headphones because then I'm disconnected from technology and it actually helps. I know I've definitely been out hiking and been working on a problem that I've had uh, for a few days or even a few weeks. And while I'm out all of a sudden snap, I have it. I know the answer and I can go home and get whatever it was that I need to do done. It falls right in line with what I was talking about, I mean, or what I'm going to experience with Vipassana. It's just that time with yourself. It, it's that time to reconnect with the the universal energy and, you know, just really open yourself up and allow yourself to process these thoughts rather than intaking some new form of stimulation, whether it be an audio entertainment podcast or... <laughs> some you know your favorite song whatever it may be you know we all it, it's part of our world and you have to learn to work with it but it's it's important to take that little bit of time to really focus on yourself because it can play a huge part in your happiness definitely you know, vi- lack of vitamin d is a leading cause of depression and mm-hmm. think if you're hiking you're out in the sun i mean maybe you're in a forest but or you're on whatever you know even though though you're you're getting a lot of you're getting a lot more oxygen being in the trees as we all know plants release oxygen so you're in a richer oxygen environment being in a forest and things like that and oxygen has uplifting effects as well another cool thing about exercise it increases cognitive performance Um, a recent study from ubc stated that Aerobic exercise might improve memory and cognitive ability. I've read this in a few other places when I was um, researching flow as well, that um, exercise improved the cognitive ability of a lot of high-performance athletes and things like that. So it's, it's just really cool to see that working, on your, working your body actually improves your mind. I like to think that's starting to become common knowledge, right? Yeah. That's why we exercise, we feel good. We want to do more with our day. We're feeling, you know, a little bit lighter. We're feeling mm-hmm. 
more aerobic we're just more on top of our game we're more focused we're able to get more done on what we want to get done working on your body just has so many benefits for your brain and i think there's a lot of things that when we talk about practicing happiness there's so many things you can do it's such a broad topic definitely and and we can't talk about all of it but you know there's certain things you can do whether it be exercising whatever form that may be you know you don't even have to go for a hike like turn that word into a walk go for a 20 to 30 minute walk around your community get some oxygen get some air you know move your muscles get the circulation going if you can maybe like try and walk a little bit harder you know Mm -hmm. and just get the heart rate going a little bit all of that will make you feel a little bit better you can try meditating if you want which is really simple just go sit down for 10 minutes relax focus on your breathing try and understand how your body feels you know you can do the power stance you can try and smile about the smile i remember working as a host of the keg and i used to do that somebody had taught me that exact same trick picking up the phone all the time i used to literally i would pick up the phone put it up to my ear and take two three seconds to smile and then i would say hello and i and every time i'd say it i would notice the difference in my tone and how i came across to the people and so i implemented that for a long time but eventually i stopped working the keg and i said screw that (laughs) smiling's for suckers that sounds like something your PTSD great grandfather would say from <laughs> Vietnam Wars. Sounds like Red from the uh, that '70s show. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally, <laughs> exactly totally. like the Vietnam thing. That's funny. That's so great. Um, another thing, I just I just wanted to uh, throw this out there. I found this uh, blog that I I'm really interested in reading. I've read a couple of them now. It's called theuniversityofpositivity.com. If you're thinking about trying to be happier, I mean, we have a few blog posts that are on the same topic, but if you're looking for more information or just more content to look through, you can check that out as well. Taylor, you had a few other points, I think, on happiness and things to do to help yourself um, push push yourself into a happier way of living. Well, we're talking about a lot of things that we can do. Mm -hmm. in terms of different ways that we can try living our lives to improve them a little bit. And a lot of that, as we've talked about, comes from uh, your way of thinking. And I think one thing that I recognize in a lot of people is, and I've recognized it myself, absolutely, is that you, you, you rely on some form of outlying factor to allow you to be happy you know whether it be another person or it might be some your financial situation or your living situation you know these are all reasons that people tell them that they can't be happy you know if only i had this I could be happy if only I had that jacket or I had that car or I had that job or I had those parents that were able to send me to that school. And, you know, you 
there's a lot of reasons to not be happy but i think you just have to understand that those things will not make you happy you will be happy maybe in the moment right when you get that new car you're you're gonna be hyped but soon enough whether it be the next day or a week later that car just becomes another car and your brain stops sending the signals of excitement when the novelty wears off yeah the novelty wears off and all of a sudden you're looking for a new reason to be happy you're looking for something else to make you happy when really it comes from you it comes from the inside it comes from your ability to you know accept the world for what it is for your situation for what it is and make the most out of your life and out of your day you know it's not about where we're going to be it's about where we are and you know don't expect that that new promotion is going to make you happy understand what you can do right now today to make yourself happy because that's what you can do that is what you have control of and that is the chance you have to make the most out of your day. God damn it. God. <laughs> you know, embrace the world around you. Embrace it. And it will give you the rewards. Yeah. I like that. Embrace everything. Embrace what you have and just be you. You be you, man. Don't allow on other things to make you happy. You have yeah. the power to be happy. Yeah, it's harder said than done for some people. You know, if somebody has 30 reasons that are causing them depression, there's obviously for very good reasons why you should maybe find some form of therapy or somebody to help, mm -hmm. you know, but there's always something you can do. I think it's silly. I think it's foolish to think that there's, you have no control over your life. You are what you make yourself what i say there we go topic three for the day this comes from our friend fan and patreon supporter paul paul asks what's the most embarrassing thing that has ever happened to you <laughs> jimmy what is the most embarrassing thing that has ever happened to you that you're willing to share on the air. <laughs> That's a great this is, little. This is one of those things that I've, I've told very few people. Besides, like besides the people that were were around for this to happen. And you're gonna tell it today. <laughs> I'm gonna tell the world today. That's Damn. what I'm gonna do. So you you went from telling virtually nobody. Yeah. To now you're telling everybody. Like basically nobody knows this. You're putting it out there. I'm putting it out there. Screw it. I mean, you can only be anxious about something in my opinion, when you don't really know what the outcome's going to be and you don't know how people are going to take it. And honestly, when people make fun of me at this point, I'm so used to it, I don't even care. So here we go. Just shrug it off. Exactly. Uh, when I was in high school, I, I talked about this previously, we went on a band trip to... Um, what we did was we, we flew down to LA, we played a show in Disneyland. Um, we were there for a couple days, hanging out in Disneyland. Then we got on a cruise ship, uh, went to Catalina Island, and then to Mexico, back up to LA, flew back to Vancouver, and home. Um, while, we, while we were in LA, we, the day before we were going on this cruise ship, we went to this 
big buffet, the whole band and everything. Um, had a lot of random food there. I've never seen a buffet like that before in my life. That was my that was like one of my first experiences with the American food. Um, just how much there was in this buffet and just like the crazy diversity. There was pizzas, chicken, like Chinese food, like everything in this one place. I was just blown away. So we have this buffet. The next day we're getting on a cruise ship and I realized like I am not feeling good. I'm not feeling good at all. So I have, this is going to be really gross for some people. You may want to skip like a minute or two here if, if you're a little squeamish. But I really had to take a shit, like really bad. So I made it through all the lines and I like booked it to where our room was. I get in there and as I'm getting to the toilet, I shit my pants. It was bad. But oh no! Right? Isn't that awful? Um, so I got myself all cleaned up. I was in that bathroom for like an hour to the point where like a worker came and like knocked on the door to see if I was okay and to see if I was in the right room and requested my boarding pass to prove it. So I had to do that like in the middle. I'm like, dude, I'm not doing okay. Like just leave me alone for a minute kind of thing. I cleaned everything up. Fucking wrapped myself in a towel and just like laid on the floor of this room that I was sharing with a few friends actually. Um, just like not able to move, not feeling great. And that, that, so it took me like an hour to deal with all this. And then laying there, I was waiting for my clothes to show up because the cruise ship, they get you to check your bags and then they bring them to your room after a little while. So I'm laying there on the floor in a towel with no other clothes to wear. And then the band director comes in and says, there is a mandatory um, safety meeting, like so that you, so everyone knows in the event of an emergency, how to get off this cruise ship. And I said, I don't have clothes. I'm not going. He says, that doesn't matter. You're going to go anyways. <laughs> You're going, but did you go in a towel? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't because it wasn't, for another, it wasn't for another half an hour. That would have been amazing. five minutes, five minutes before I had to go, my clothes showed up. So the embarrassment stopped there, except for like a few people telling other people um, in the band about what happened. Because obviously I told everybody in my room, I was like, so this happened. So, you know, cleaned it all up. You're all good. Fucking whatever. But yeah, it was a fucking, it was a really embarrassing situation. But that, I think it was the buffet food that just like, did not sit well with me at all and i just got really sick from it so i think that's what it was otherwise i have no yeah but that's my really embarrassing story well thank you for sharing that jimmy yeah it's super embarrassing but hey whatever. hey we've all had them we've mm -hmm. all had things happen yeah i've noticed similar things when i go to the us of a yes that they're meal portions are vastly larger than ours for a lot less money yeah yeah it's weird i also have noticed that like i wear a large like i wear a large t-shirt because i'm mm -hmm. tall and thin and mm -hmm. when i bought a large t-shirt there i was like what is this like it was just way too big yeah 
you know, it was oversized. It was for like me. that short person wearing like the quadruple XL back in the day because it was like the gangster thing to do. That's kind of what I looked like on yeah. that day. Uh, there's a good chance I looked like that on a lot of other days as well, but that's besides the point right now. <laughs> so Taylor, I've told my embarrassing story. I don't. I. I just want to see if you have one as well. Well, luckily for all you lucky listeners out there, I do. <laughs> yes. I don't know if it's quite as embarrassing. You can you can all be the judge of that, but I'm gonna. Go ahead and share the story with you all anyways. So, the story that comes to my mind particularly was the time, I must have been around the same age, 16, 17. Mm-hmm. I was working at the keg, because I used to work at the keg, as I think I even mentioned earlier in this episode. A couple of minutes ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So... I was a host. I was the cute little kid wearing his dress pants and his little button-up shirt and taking all the people to their tables. Because I didn't like dishwashing. Oh, that was nonsense. Yeah, we did that for a while, hey? Yeah, we both did. And after, I think I did it for about six months. And then I told them, I was like, look, this isn't working. I worked with an old guy. He was like this old senior dude. And he was super, he was, no, he was super senile. And he's still there. he yell he would yell at me for like being too slow at my job because i would work too fast and so i eventually like got into a huge fight with him because i was an arrogant little shit when i was in high school and then from there i was like you gotta let me work out front that's what i want to do and so they said sure because i don't know because they like me so that is kind of the side story. Anyways, I was a host of the keg. I one day working took four people to their table. I think it was two men, two women, and maybe a business meeting of some sort. Or you know, they looked like business age and had suits on and nice dresses or whatever. And the one lady, as she sits down, and I'm standing at her table and I'm getting ready to give them some menus. She says, hey, your fly's down. And I was like, oh, no. And I was super embarrassed. And then all of a sudden, she she turns to me and she says, what the fuck's wrong with you? And I was like, whoa. Like, at that point, I was this young man who was probably not super confident. I don't really remember. I might not have might bugged me too much at the time, but. I just remember like being super red and I was just, all I said was, all right, I'm going to walk away now. And I just left and didn't go back to that table for the rest of the night. Not as embarrassing, but it was still embarrassing That's to okay. Me. That sounds pretty embarrassing. It was pretty embarrassing. Like a lady yelling, what is wrong with you? With a curse word in there. Yes. <laughs> in the middle of a restaurant when there's all my coworkers around, all my friends around. And I was just, I was, I was embarrassed. I, I blushed sure. a little. I got a little red. And then I walked away and never wanted to go back ever again. Do you ever feel like you could, if you could just like see that woman again today and you could yell that at her so she got to see how it feels? No, I don't think so. I, I had so many experiences like that, I think, at the keg. Ah, okay. Just working, you know, there was there was other experiences as well where I think they all kind of just like mushed together. I don't think one really out like excels the other. Or yeah. 
you know, success is the other. I don't know what the word is there, but <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was quite embarrassing for me. Yeah, um, I just want to say, if you have an embarrassing story that you want to share, that'd be really cool too. So you can send it in. We, you can you can tell us if you want it read on on the podcast or if you just want to tell us, that'd be cool. Either way, um, Taylor, I think we have a couple other challenges for the listeners uh, this week. What are they? I don't know. You tell me. Oh, okay. Um, if you're listening, the challenge for this week is send us a picture of your favorite place and maybe accompany, accompany it with a story of the best time or most embarrassing time or weirdest time you've ever had in that place. I call that manipulation at its finest. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, so I got you to do it. it that worked well. I know. I know. I thought so. <laughs> and the second challenge for everybody today, whatever day it is that you are listening, is to just try putting that smile on as much as it may hurt you today. You know, try implementing one of those small practices that we talked about. Mm-hmm. Putting your hands in your hips, cracking that smile, go out for a quick 20 minute walk when you get home from work, whatever it might be. Do something to just be happy that's all we want for everybody if the world was happy how great would the world be pretty great the next and final segment of the day now I'm this really is really excited one, for this me really too excited. this is something that we talked about and we couldn't express more excitement to share this with everybody and we hope everybody will share the enthusiasm and share the support for our artist of the week every week from here on out we are going to play a song at the end of the podcast we are going to tell you their name we are going to share the social media handles for the artist in the description below and we hope that you all follow them, support them. Now, this artist this week, she's a good friend of mine. Her name is Molly Aspinall. She is from Surrey, British Columbia. She is in the CBC Searchlight contest in in BC. Is it BC wide? Yeah, I think it's BC. I would I would assume it's BC wide. Yeah. Yeah. So you can vote there daily. You can. There's a lot of people in it. Go check it out. You can go on there. You can vote. Her name is Molly Aspinall, A-S-P-I-N-A-L-L. We'll leave a link in the description as well that you can go click on just to go straight to her. Yeah, and you can vote once a day. So don't just vote once and think that you've done your deed. I don't think so. <laughs> you can vote every day for our Artist of the Week. Go support her. Show her some love. This is Molly's song, The Bitter Taste. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, everybody. Stay weird. Picking up speed, tearing down roads far from where you were. With tired minds and broken hearts, you fall. Back into her Should I have seen it coming Saw the warnings Praise myself for hurt I said where are you going Why are you running As you leave me in the dirt 
Strong. 